Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, and with me we got the other, you know, person. He's been on break. He's been in school, so we, we're going to cut him some slack. We have Spin Dog. How you doing today, Spin Dog? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Just a beautiful day outside and a good day to talk some football. A beautiful day outside for you is different than a beautiful day outside for me. Yeah, that's true. It's like it's like fifty or sixty, but it's like clear sky out here. It's been pretty nice lately. So. Yeah. Ah, that sounds extremely cold. But wait, what is? Oh, what is it there? It's probably a lot. <laughs> no, I mean it's cold out here right now too because we started. It's been storming, but still, yeah. that's cold to me. Oh yeah, I was about to say that's pretty warm cons- compared to like what our winter was. It was. That was right. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy in Texas. But we here to talk NFL. You know how this goes off. A lot of things, a lot of moves have been going around in the National Football League, and we're here to cover some of them. First off, we're going to talk about arguably one of the biggest that happened: Aaron Rodgers announcing his return to Green Bay. What are your thoughts on that? Especially after everything that happened with the whole controversy of this whole season, this past season, everything that went on. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, it was something that, you know, they it, it's been going on a long time. They they got a new um GM, Brian uh Gulenkist, I think that's his name. And he was like, you know, him and Rogers really didn't get along at all because he's like one of those GMs who's just gonna make all the choices without really considering, you know, the franchise quarterback. And so it was really it was really made evident when two years ago in the first round he took um, Jordan Love uh, out of Utah, and that was like a couple picks right after Justin Jefferson. So it's like you traded up for a quarterback while you already have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that was pretty much when Rodgers won it out. And um, you know, there was some rumbling saying like he was like unhappy, but that was really when he won it out. And so two years after they drafted Love, he's won back to back MVPs. So it's like, you know, he used that chip on his shoulder where like obviously he's gonna play for his teammates, but he really doesn't like the front office. And before this year he was talking about they pretty much come to an agreement where this was his last year. They they like fixed the contract, but I mean, I guess he might have used all this to their leverage where the Packers was like, it's no way we can uh, like let this guy go. He's kind of like a he's kind of like a show off the field and he likes the attention. But I mean, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And they know they weren't going to do better without him. So that makes no sense to get rid of him. So they re-signed him. There was reports saying it was four years, 200 million. But he's come out and said that's not really true. I think he's going to try to. He's going to get a lot of money, but he's going to try to make it team friendly because they also have to resign like Devontae Adams, and he's probably going to uh, set the market too with his contract. So they still need some other um, things they need to bring back. But yeah, they in Green Bay they locked up Rodgers, which everyone was pretty sure after the season it was a foregone conclusion he was going to be gone. But he gave him some time and made his decision to stay there. So they must have, you know, really convinced him that they're going to consider him going forward because they made moves like they went and picked up Randall Cobb, who was like one of his favorite receivers before. Like, I guess they're 
going to let him influence their decisions going forward. Yeah, and the thing about Devontae, well, they brought, well, they franchise tag Devontae. So, yeah, he's back for at least one more year. The thing about that, though, is what's the plan with Jordan Love now? Because you use your first-round pick on him. You're not getting a first-round pick back. What do you think his value is at this point? What do you think they could get back for him? Because they have to get something back for him. There's no way they just let him just sit there and rot on the bench for another year. Yeah, I think Jordan Love, just off of him being a first-round pick, he's they're not going to get first-round pick but back, but I think they could possibly get a third or fourth from uh, one of these teams that's, you know, interested. And, you know, one of the teams we're going to talk about coming up is, like, the Colts, they were really interested The the commanders are really interested. I think it's a market, the Saints, where it's like a market for teams that's going to take that shot on him because, you know, even though he hasn't gotten to play, it's mainly just because he's sitting behind a Hall of Famer. And it really didn't make any any sense to take him if – I think they really planned on trying to move on from him, but then they realized, you know, he's just too good to move on. So they're just – love is almost getting – what happened to Rodgers when he was first there, he sat for like three or four years behind Favre, and I don't think, you know, they're going to do that, so they're going to probably trade him. Yeah, They said they're going to keep him, but I think there's just talk so they can try to build the value, but I think they're going to trade him this offseason. Yeah, of course you got to add. You can't just come out and say, oh, yeah, we're going to trade him. We're looking to trade him right now. You want other people to call you first, and they set the table. And they're like, okay, well, what about this? And I'm like, and eh, that's not really moving the needle. We'd rather just keep him and then, you know, play that mind game to be like, okay, well, maybe they'll call back and be like, okay, well, we can throw in this as well just to up that value, get more from them. So I can see that as well. It. I want to see what this team-friendly deal I know he said it's going to be a team-friendly and a cap-friendly deal. I want to see what his version of a team-friendly, cap-friendly deal is so that we can see what Green Bay can make, what moves they can make so they can make a deep push. Yeah, I think, if anything, like the cap might not be that high, but like the guaranteed money would be crazy, so they might convert. A lot of these teams like work the books by putting most of the money into like the signing bonus or the guaranteed, and like they might make the cap a lot lower so I think the numbers might be similar to what was reported but it won't be like so like detrimental to their cap where they can't like you know re-sign Devontae and make some other moves so yeah so I was gonna we had a we had a different player we wanted to talk about next but I want I want to talk about a running back real quick what do you think about the Panthers listening to trade offers from McCaffrey Especially when they said that they want um, at least a first-round pick and another player that's not going to be a big salary hit. Um, I've always it's funny. I've always talked to my friends about this, and like as good as running backs are, I've always, there's like there's a divide in the community where it's like a lot of guys want to go like running back by committee because they know they break down, and there's a lot of um you know stats out there and analytics that show like it's not really worth giving a running back a second contract because you might get that first year might be good and they end up being hurt or they just decline a lot usually the peak age is like around 26 and he's i think he's 25 or 26 he's 25 right now yeah but the problem is he's already just gotten so much 
so much of a, <clears throat> a workload that like most running backs don't get nowadays because they break it up into committees. It's like I think between his time in college and the NFL, like he's twenty five, but his like his his how he plays isn't really. He might be further along that, and he still is making a lot of money. I don't think they can get back a first, maybe like a second or third. I think it will probably be like a. I don't know. I mean. Running backs just, especially with big contracts, they just don't they aren't valued that much because then it's like you're you're paying a lot for somebody who is probably past their prime and can get hurt. Or they're, especially when he already struggles with injuries. Yeah, exactly. He missed most of the last two seasons, and I feel like you know if you tried to trade him before, then you definitely could have got the first in the player. But you know he's still a really good player. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy, and I don't know if he's on the right side of his uh, career. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I, I don't think they're gonna get a first, but I think they're just trying to sell how they're trying to they're trying to you know set the yeah, set the market. Of like, hey, yeah. Sense. Hey, can we get a can we get a first and everything? You know, see what they people are gonna say no. Okay, well we'll take a second and then they'll finally settle for like a third maybe and see what else, and then like somebody to match the cap just as so the cap's not messed up. Like, okay, well we'll take this third and this, and then that's just what you have to get from them. Yeah, and he's like the prototypical back because he can, you know, he can run, he can carry the load on all three downs, and it would be interesting to see him if he actually goes to a really good team because his time on the Panthers, he really got like the worst, the worst side of Cam, and then just he's gotten a lot of like journeyman quarterbacks from like Kyle Allen and Sam Darnold. He really doesn't have a good. Um, offense or O-line. They have receivers, but it doesn't really help if you don't have a, a quarterback back there. So I think him going to a better team, maybe possibly like the Chiefs or, you know, somebody out there, the Bills like that, or that have like, you know, kind of average running backs, he would really be unlocked there. But I just don't see a team paying a first and a player for him. It, it's like you're picking – you're picking the wrong time to try to sell him for that when he's been mostly hurt the last two years. Exactly. And I the agree. Panthers are in the market for a quarterback, so they're trying to they were trying to um trade him either to get assets to get a quarterback or just to trade him straight to whatever team it is. Like they want Watson, but I don't know if the Texans are trying to trade for McCaffrey or not. Yeah, I mean I know Watson's value has dropped and his stock has dropped a lot. But with him still being, we don't know, we haven't seen him play in a while, but with the potential of him still being a top quarterback in, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, it's like, okay, well, his value is going to still be more than just McCaffrey. Yeah, for sure. It's not even going to be close. I think yeah. he's he's only 25, 26, and uh, apparently, like, his case for the hearings is today, so if that goes good, it's all civil stuff. So if that gets knocked down, like... He might get suspended a couple of games, but like with um, some of these other trades coming out and him being like he, quarterbacks his age are just not not available. Like that just doesn't happen. So I think he's still going to command like a, a lot bigger price than Russell Wilson and them if they work it right. But oh, if the legal issues are like, still there, then they yeah, are nobody's going to touch it. Guarantee he's not. He, he none of that's going to happen and not going to happen again. You're not going to have to deal with these legal issues again. But yeah, just like you said, like at that age, no other quarterback as talented he is is going to be available. You're gonna, you're not going to see a quarterback that available unless it's like you're drafting them, or 
10, 15 years down into their career and they're finally ready to leave. And you're going to see them, okay, they're in their mid-30s. They might even be early mid-30s. They might even be closer to 40. Then you'll see them being ready to be shopped and move around. Just a quarter. I can't even. When was the last time you saw a quarterback as talented as Watson get moved before at, around this age? Like, I can't, I can't even think of a time. Yeah, nah. Usually they get moves in their 30s or something because, you know, that's when a team might be like, if they're trying to re- if they know they're not, not going to contend, they're going to move them to a better team or something. But, no, this is like what you want, like a mid-20s quarterback that's already top, arguably top five, top ten. Like, they just don't become available because that's what everyone's looking for. So, Yeah. Okay. Now, this is – I want to talk about a controversial one. Um, I saw a lot of people saying in regards – I know Mike Williams had a good year. But I saw a lot of people saying that his $60 million deal was so much of an overpay that it was ridiculous. And that they, a lot of people have been saying that the Chargers don't know what they're doing by overpaying him to such a degree. Yeah, um, Mike Williams is interesting because, like, he's been around. I think that was, like, his fourth or fifth season. He was the number seven pick, and he kind of battled injuries. He was really inconsistent. He's kind of a big body guy who doesn't really get open that much, but he's really good at, you know, jump ball and contest it and, um, you know, just being a big target for the um, team. And I think with him and Rivers didn't exactly match a lot because Rivers is going to try to throw a lot of short passes and throw to who's out, whoever's open, which, like, kind of suited Keenan Allen more. But now they have Herbert who uh, – who can make literally probably any throw has one of the best arms in the league can extend. So like that leads itself a lot more to Mike Williams and he balled out last year. Like he is, it is still a question of like, if that was a contract year and, um, you know, I don't think he's their best receiver. Like Keenan Allen is still their best receiver. He's just on the, on the downside of his career, but it's a three year deal. And I think it, it kind of makes sense for both sides because, I was telling, like, my friends, like, if he goes to another team, like, there's a lot of these receivers who are do good in a good situation, and they go get paid, and then they're kind of – you don't hear about them no more because they play for a bad team, bad quarterback. So it made sense for him to stay here because he got paid really good, and he's in a good situation with a young quarterback that's going to be there. So Yeah, that's true. I, I, I agree. Um, I like ha- I like Herbert having the jump ball target. And because you, you can't always just have you have the technically sound receivers and everything like Keenan Allen that can get open, create space, everything else. They got speed on the other side as well. And it's like you need a jump ball. Somebody's just like, OK, well, yeah, we like need a one on one. Yeah, just yeah. a red zone target. Got to throw it up. Let's just go get just go get it. I'm going to put it here. Go get it. And Mike Williams is what, like six four, six five. Yeah, he's built yeah, for he's it. He's a good complement to Keenan Allen, and I think like they have like some little smaller speed receivers like Guyton and um, Josh Palmer. But yeah, I think it was a good deal for them. It's it's not too long term. It's three years, and it's probably like maybe after the second year if he's not good, they can get rid of him. But I don't see him being bad aside from being like injuries happen. I think he'll still be pretty good for them because Herbert is going to be good. So. Okay, so now we can talk about this Russell Wilson deal. Um, with the Broncos trading in their first round pick this year, and what was it, a second round 
the 2023 first and second round, and then a fifth and a fourth. Oh, a fifth in the future, and Seattle got back and forth. Yeah, well, and they so, added some players. They added um, they added Drew Locke, who's like mm-hmm. a he's kind of a project. He hasn't done really well. He's in. Yeah, he's going into no his. Yeah, Noah Fant and a a pretty solid D tackle in Shelby Harris. I think. Um, I think this was a good trade for both sides. It's kind of it's going to be interesting to watch because Russ, the past two years, is kind of. Um, he hasn't played up to how he was before where he was, like, really elite. He was good, but, like, a lot of people questioned if he was starting to fall off. And other people were saying, you know, it could be – it's because of the team because, you know, they did have weapons in Seattle, but they didn't really have – they've never really had a good O-line. And, um, you know, as he's getting older, he can't be just trying to scramble around all the time. Like, he is mobile, but Russ wants to stay in the pocket. And he'll extend if he has to, but – you know, Seattle's O line was just always pretty bad, and their defense was getting their defense was not as good. You know, they made a a pretty bad trade for Jamal Adams, who is a good player, but you just don't give two first for a safety because his impact is not going to you know make that big of a difference on a team. And their defense was still historically bad after he got there. So Seattle, you know, when he when Russ first got there, they had the Legion of Boom. They really hit on a lot of late picks like Russ, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, like they had Bobby Wagner, who was like a second or third round pick. They had they built off of like really good drafts back then, but they haven't drafted really good in a long time. And that team has like gotten like considerably considerably worse around Russell Wilson, besides like. DK and Tyler Lockett, they're really good. But besides that, the the team, and I think Russell was just he was ready to go, and so Denver was always like an attractive um, place to go for a lot of QBs because they actually have one of the better rosters in the league. They have a really good defense. They have a bunch of targets on offense, and even losing Noah Fan, they have a pretty good young tight end and uh, Albert Akui Buna. So like they have a a really good running back, Javante Williams, Judy, Sutton, um, Tim Patrick at receiver. Like, they have a solid O-line. I think they were one of those teams that just felt like they were QB away, and they kept taking shots. And, like, they obviously drafted Drew Locke a couple years ago in the second round, but they, they kicked the tires on Teddy Bridgewater. And it's like that team – they they were tired of getting like just game managers or average quarterbacks, and I, I like the move for them. I like the move for Seattle too because they can kind of restart because they didn't have any picks because of the Jamal Adams, and now they can either you know try to get their quarterback and move on, or they um they can try to. There are people saying they can try to trade um some of those picks and try to get Watson. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But does Watson really say like? help them much when they just lost Russ because of all those reasons, all the flaws and holes in their team. Yeah. yeah Giving up more just to get Watson. It, it would be kind of similar. I think like their offense would be really good because they do have really good receivers, but it's the same thing where like Watson's O-line was bad in, um, in Houston and he goes there. So I think they are just going to draft a quarterback and try to move on and rebuild. But um, it's it, it sucks for them though because um, you know they've won a see that was their best quarterback in franchise history. He won a Super Bowl there, like he was really good for them. He was a borderline MVP candidate over like the last five years, and 
it just didn't work out and now it's uh like you know when Brady moving on he kind of inspired these older quarterbacks it's like you know and like not even just Brady but like the NBA where like the players are like they have a lot of power to move on if they want and these quarterbacks are starting to do that and I think Russell's just the next person and there was um reports it's funny there's reports actually like the the week before that the commanders made a huge offer but um apparently a bigger offer but there's conflicting reports saying like seattle didn't want to trade him within the nfc and then there's others saying like russia's didn't want to come here so yeah, he didn't have that no trade clause so yeah exactly and he's from virginia and stuff but i don't think he really wanted to come here and i don't fault him because yeah, i got another player anyway but we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna be right back From that short break, I hope y'all enjoyed that short break. We're going to jump into Spin Dog's favorite team now, and the Commanders. And now, a lot, you, Wiley, a lot of the fans have been saying y'all are a quarterback away. Y'all feel like once y'all got your quarterback, y'all can make a playoff push, and y'all can be legit in the NFL. What are your thoughts now that y'all have finally obtained a quarterback? <sighs> Um, this is kind of, this wasn't really an exciting move, but I can kind of understand why they did it. They, um, it's just kind of disappointing for the fan base because for two years in a row, they pretty much, they swung at trying to get Stafford and they didn't get him. And apparently they offered more. And then with this one, they offered, what they were saying is that they offered three firsts for Russ, but they just weren't trying to include like Chase Young, which I can kind of understand you're trading three first. So um, they missed out two years in a row and they they settled on Wentz and Wentz uh, is very, um, what's the word, um, polarizing as a player because he's, his stats, you know, his stats lend to say that he's playing a lot better, but he's kind of a quarterback that's gotten rid of, or another, uh, he's been traded two years in a row. So you kind of wonder, like, the Colts should have made the playoffs, and at the end of the season, he just didn't play good. But I think, you know, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, but, like, 
some of his turnovers are just hilariously bad where he'll like throw right to a linebacker. He doesn't turn it over a lot, but his turnovers are really bad. Um he has a he has a pretty big he has a pretty big arm. He's still mobile. I think the one thing with the Colts versus our team is that they're pretty good run blocking O line, but they're not good at all pass blocking. And um we actually have like we were ranked like the number five, number six O line in the league. So I think him coming here, we have a better O line. I think Terry is probably the best receiver he's ever played with. Um, we need to add some more weapons, but I think um, it kind of serves for right now. We'll see. It has the potential to be really good, but I just don't think how stuff works out for this franchise. It's not going to be anything like that. So I think he's a big upgrade over Heineke. Um, they didn't have to give up a first or second, so I kind of like that. And they can now use their 11th pick on trying to just take the best player available, which will probably be like another receiver or cornerback. Um, it's it's not that exciting now, but I've always been like a Wentz fan, so I really do hope it works out because this is probably his last chance to be a starter in the NFL. Because after this year, uh, none of his none of his money is guaranteed, so they can cut him. So I think that'll also motivate him to play better. So I hope it works out. Yeah, I mean, we can go over the full trade details. The Colts got a twenty-two. Th- third round 2023 um third round that can become a second if Carson Wentz plays 70 percent of his plays we know he's been injury prone so that they had to add that incentive in there in a 2022 second round pick while the commanders got the they got obviously got Carson Wentz and another in their own 2022 second round pick which is kind of crazy that a lot of people were confused that y'all got a pick back a second back in this trade, especially when y'all are trading for the quarterback. Yeah, we, we, pick swap. we swapped picks with them, so we dropped five spots and they moved up five spots. Yeah, which a lot of people got caught off guard by. They're like, whoa. Yeah, me too are- in the beginning. I'm like, why are we getting a second? But it makes sense now. They just moved down five spots. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's still a bit strange, though. Uh, you, I would have thought they would have wanted, just wanted y'all's pick outright. But- yeah. Like they probably asked for it, but they couldn't get it. So they were like, okay, we'll, we'll settle for a pick swap. And then y'all just went from there. Uh, does this deter the Washington Commanders uh, from drafting a quarterback now? I think a lot of fans still want them to take, like, if Malik Willis was there at 11. But I think the way Ron Rivera is thinking, and that's a problem. It's kind of the problem with him being the head coach and, like, pretty much running – He's kind of like the face, and he makes a lot of the decisions and okays all the moves. It's like he's going to be just thinking about now. And so I don't think he had any interest in working with another rookie. So I think they're just going to take – it's good and bad because I do like that they can just take the best player available. But at the end of the day, we might be sitting here 12 months from now in the same situation. If he doesn't play good, we're going to be looking for another quarterback. So. So I also saw that the Colts, um, you saw Darius Leonard, he voiced his frustrations about it, saying, here we go again, about to be five years with the Colts and five different quarterbacks every year. And he thanked Carson Wentz and everything. He wished him nothing but the best, but he voiced his frustration with the front office in regards to having a different quarterback every year. And I know a lot of Colts fans were upset with him for saying that. They're saying, you're the leader of the team. You can't be coming out vocal. You can't be doing this. 
we you kind of just do this behind closed doors. Don't let this be out. Uh, don't don't do it in public. Don't do it on social media. Don't do it and like let everybody know how frustrated you are. But I can understand at the same time while you frustrated. Um, he came in. He had Andrew Luck. Then he had Scott. Then he had <laughs> then he well. He had Andrew Luck again because Andrew Luck was hurt, but then he came back and got Andrew Luck again. Then he had Jacoby. Then he had Phillip Rivers. Then he had Carson Wentz. And now he's like, yo, yeah, come on and, now. And I think the thing with a lot of people see it as like, you know, the Colts, the Colts are this good organization, but they're, they're kind of, they're kind of been overrated because they kind of stumbled into Peyton and Luck. And, you know, when you're trying to find that quarterback, they haven't, they don't really. They have a talented team, but like they don't have a team for just a QB to step in and for them to like take them to the ball. So I think like although Wentz kind of faltered at the end of the season, they don't really have. They have like one good receiver. Like I said, they have. They definitely have one of the best running backs in the league. So they have that for sure. But weapon wise, I don't think it lended itself to Carson. Whereas at least here we have. Carson wants to throw down the field, and the Colts didn't really have a lot of speed options. Where like that's mainly what we have. We have a lot of downfield threats, but we didn't have QBs to get them. So I think it matches more there. It's just you know the Colts have been just a QB carousel since Andrew Luck, and I mean it's hard to it's and in their defense it's hard to prepare for that because Andrew Luck should still be their quarterback right now, but you know he just retired in his prime and. You know, they are going to be digging through, doing the same thing. Like, they're rumored to be interested in, like, Garoppolo, who might fit, fit their system more, and, like, Jameis Winston. But it's like, at the end of the day, you got rid of Carson and his contract, which is good, but you're just going to be – if you're just going after another mid quarterback, like, you know, what is it really doing for the team? Yeah, I mean, I think it was more so just to gain more assets, gain a couple yeah. more assets, and then go get a. If we're gonna if we're gonna get a mid quarterback anyway, and we're not gonna be a true contender anyway, might as well get some for this quarterback. Go get somebody else that's mid, fill in some more holes on the team, and then yeah. go from there. And I think um, another thing that's come out is like, you know, one of the things with Carson is he's not. There's always been reports in the media saying like you know, his locker room, and he's not the best leader in the locker room, doesn't like him like that, but then after he leaves, it's like a bunch of Colts players, and you never know if it's fake or not, but a bunch of Colts players just saw, show him support and, like, kind of upset that he's gone because I guess the players like him, so I have no idea. Yeah, well, we'll never know. We'll never know what goes on behind the scenes. We're not in the locker rooms. We're not at the practice. We're not anything like that, so we'll never know what goes on behind the scenes. Um, but there was two more big moves I wanted to discuss. Um, first, Bobby Wagner getting released. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Um, that was surprising, but it kind of made sense because, you know, after Russ is gone, first of all, he probably didn't want to be there because they're not going to be a contender or have any chance to contend. But also, um, you know, after with Seattle trading Russ, they're sitting on a lot of dead cap. I think they said it's around like $28 million in cap where it's like there's going to be on their team, but no players to account for. So they had to free up space, and he frees up like $16 million. Um, He's one of the best linebackers in the league still at his age, and he's been one over the past decade since he got drafted. And it, it's kind of crazy because like him and Russ pretty much came in at the same time, and they've been, you know, 
elite players on each side of the ball for Seattle to have for a long time. Now it's the end of the era, pretty much. He has a lot of interest from a lot of teams, so he'll sign quickly after free agency start. Where do you see him going, though? Um, he's been rumored to be like he he's from the West Coast, so he wants to stay out there. But you know, they said it was teams like the Dolphins have the most cap in the league; they're interested. Um, they said like the Forty Niners. Um, they said I think they said yeah, the Rams, the Ravens, the Chargers, um, Broncos, Cardinals, and Cowboys. Cowboys don't have the money, but those were uh the the market reportedly that's going from right now he has a big market and they also said the jets lions and patriots are looking at him too so i mean it a makes lot of sense dangerous defenses right there too that, that's a lot of scary defenses yeah yeah not like he's still like he's always been a super fast smart linebacker that can um play the run and pass and there's not a lot of people like him in the league so it makes sense why like half the league is going to want to get him so He's going to make a lot of money or depending on if he just wants to go to a contender or take a cut, but he has the option to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, He could replace Vaughn Miller with Vaughn Miller's saying he wants to go back to Denver. He's made he voice that he wants to go back to Denver. He could be going back to L.A. replace Vaughn Miller, go ahead and take that spot, just slide right in. Yeah, and he's from Cali, so he might want to just stay on the West Coast. Yep, but – I ideally would want him with the Chargers, especially after this latest move that they made for Khalil Mack. Yeah. Um, sending a couple picks, sending a second and a six away for Khalil Mack. Just imagine Khalil Mack on one side, Joey Bosa on the other, and then in the middle you have Bobby Wagner. That defense could be really scary. Yeah, with Derwin James as safety, they got some pretty solid. The problem is that the, the, the Chargers defense was pretty terrible last year, but it also could have been like because of injuries and because they didn't really have much outside their stars. But adding talent yeah, they don't like really that, have DB talent true. like that outside yeah. of James that back there. And James Daryl James struggles to stay healthy. Yeah, so I think I think that that move definitely helps them out a lot because they're a team that you know plays with the lead, and a lot of teams have to pass on them. And so you got two of those guys to just get after the quarterback, and you could try to build these. That helps a lot. But I think it's a, I think it's a good move for the Chargers and the Bears. They need picks because they traded away their um their first this year when they moved up for fields last year. So they need picks. They do, especially since they're not looking good either right now. They're looking like they're going to, even with getting fields, everything, they thought people, everyone thought they were going to be pretty good this year. They weren't good at all. Yeah. They're obviously <laughs> trending downwards. So it's, it's just best to get as many assets as you can right now, plug up the holes and go ahead and rebuild. Yeah, they got a new uh, coach and GM. So they're just, kind of just, you know, trying to get as many picks as they can to get their own guys. And although Mac was a beast for the Bears, he's not really doing much for them now because, you know, they aren't good. So might as well ship him while he still has a decent amount of value. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense to go ahead and get something. From, yeah, because it's always better to get something rather than nothing. And a second is still uh, a decent, a decent pool right there. Yeah, second is really good. Like, it's, and he's still, like, 31, 32, but even at his age, that just shows how good he is because people, people rarely trade that, you know, when they trade that high. It's like Antonio Brown went for, like, a third and a fifth. Like, you know, that just kind of shows the value of uh, of Khalil Mack. Exactly. 
He's back out there in AFC West where he used to play for the Raiders. That division is just it's, it's, it's going to be crazy because the it's loaded with quarterbacks. And, I mean, everyone's making jokes about Carr being the fourth best, but he's a really good quarterback himself. I don't he know is if the a really good quarterback, but everybody's been saying that the Raiders are basically a throwaway team at this point in that division. Yeah, yeah the Raiders, especially after – Losing rugs and they don't really have much receivers that they're gonna have to try to get him receivers and there's talks of them, you know, being interested in Amari Cooper who they traded to the Cowboys. So they're gonna need to get some because um they um look like the right now on paper they look like the fourth place team in that division. Okay. Uh one more question before we call it a day. Um what at all the teams that made these moves these over the last few days, who is your favorite to come out and make the deepest push and the big, the furthest push out of all the teams that made a move over these last few days? You're you're just saying trade wise? Yes, like who 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 what out of all the ones that made trades, um, picked up like, uh, yeah, even releases and everything, everything like that. Who do you see making the biggest move right now? Like making the biggest push? Um, I think I think it's pretty. It's it's tough because it's obviously between the Broncos and Chargers. I would love for my team, but I just I don't see them unless Carson Wentz really returns to how he used to be. Um, I think the Chargers, um, just because I don't know because the Broncos are better. I feel like because their defense is so much better and they have a really good defense. I don't know. I think the Broncos are going to be better than the Chargers, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, either one. I think. One, two, and three with the Chiefs, Broncos, and Chargers is going to be all right there. So, okay. Do you see any? Do you see any of those two teams passing up the Chiefs and knocking the Chiefs to third? Um, knocking the Chiefs to third, or just knocking them to second? You see either one um, of them just I knocking mean, them back. The Chiefs, the Chiefs weren't really that great this year. They had a little stretch where they were really good, but before that, um. They weren't like as dominant as they used to be, so I wouldn't be surprised if the um if the Chiefs don't add more receivers and stuff. Okay, I think well, um I think it's gonna be like one, two, three. They're all gonna make the playoffs. Well, yeah, but, I can see all three making the playoffs. But I was just saying, who 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 who's your favorite out of the three? Um, I still think the Chiefs are. I think the Chiefs are going. Um, you know, they made when they when they flip the switch on, it's not a lot of teams that can stop them. They definitely need to add more receiving options so it isn't just um, Tyreek and Kelsey maybe upgraded running back, add some more defense. But I think the Chiefs just um, they figure it out until until I see them drop. I think they're still going to be the best team in that division, but it'll be a lot closer than maybe like a game or two versus like they will like just smoke the rest of the division in the past. So. Alrighty, well there you go. Uh, thanks for coming now, and this has been another episode of the Af Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. Cause simping ain't pimping, and we out. <laughs>